Welcome to the Real Raw You podcast. I'm your host, Katie Duda, a certified nutrition and digestive health coach, sharing with you how to navigate the noisy wellness world that exists today by cutting through it with an anti-diet science-backed approach. I'm so honored that you're here. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the show. It is truly so great to be back. Taken a little bit of time to recalibrate. Um, have gone through some pretty big life changes that I am actually going to be telling you guys publicly first in this episode that have kind of caused me to be um, very inconsistent in terms of the shows that I've been putting out and really just growing my business. And so um, anyways, the episode today is going to be sharing that news, um, how I came to the decision and how I really listened to my intuition here and how you can do the same for decisions in your life. And then I'm going to wrap it up with a few questions that I had over on my Instagram community that I did not get to. Um, and I really, it, I think it warrants like more detailed explanation. So I'm going to answer a couple of questions here in Q&A. And, &A. and um, yeah, so let's get into it. So if you know my story in terms of growing my business as an integrative health practitioner, my journey. Um, if you don't know it, I guess I'll give that the 20 foot view, 20,000 foot view here. So, um, I have been growing my business alongside a full-time job for the last four years. And I have for the last 10 years been working in the financial tech space, very, um, very much a job that, you know, I've had different roles at various different companies. But for the last four years, I've been at um, a company that I started out really um, passionate about and thought the balance was working fine. I was very upfront with this company that I was um, growing a business on the side and it was actually encouraged. And so for a while, I think before having kids, like the balance worked okay. And then we moved remote. And so I had a little bit more weaving that I could do with, you know, kind of switching back and forth between the two jobs. But the reality is, is that it was so obvious to me the moment I graduated from health coaching school and then continued on my education and started growing my business, that that is what God had called me to do. And I talk about this with my clients all the time in terms of health is beyond just what we put on our plates. It's about the people we surround ourselves with. It's about the media we consume. It's about um, our ability to love ourselves. It's about our relationships. It's about our career. It's, it's so much and it's all connected. So if there is a major deficiency of satisfaction in your life, in your career, which was my reality for so long, then it folds into every other aspect of your health. If you're physically feeling unsafe, if your nervous system is feeling dysregulated, because for whatever reason, like even though it's a great job, a great paycheck, you know, society is encouraging and cheering you on for the titles and climbing the ladder, but it doesn't feel intuitively right for you and what you define as success. The more you ignore that loud voice, the more disease in your body is going to be created until you finally are willing to say enough is enough and have the courage to walk away. And so for the last year and a half or so, I have been in a complete state of just like numbness where 
I would go to the job and I'm such an all or nothing person, right? So I give everything to my clients. I give everything to my kids when I'm with my kids. And then when I'm at my full-time job, even though I knew it wasn't my company, I still like couldn't not give it a hundred percent. And so I kind of lied to myself for a long time that I was able to balance it all. But I realized I just hit a breaking point towards the end of last year where it was like between being a mom to two, having two dogs, having a husband, having a business that is my baby and my life force and a full-time job that I'm trying to do a hundred percent in everything and feeling like I'm failing in all of it. I just hit a breaking point. And the first thing that I knew had to go was the thing that was causing me the most distress and friction and making my nervous system feel like it was in a state of high alert all the time. And I knew as being a coach, the obvious answer was to walk away from the job. But when you have like wrapped yourself in the identity of having a multiple six-figure salary, having high titles and executive roles, it takes a lot to unravel from that identity and to deconstruct your worth and separate it from money and titles and how society perceives you and how your family's going to perceive you and all these things. Because the reality is, is that I was kind of hiding behind my tech job for so long. I was scared to go all in on my business, even though it's been scaling and growing and I'm helping hundreds of women. It's like, it's funny how the mind just comes up with these lies to protect you. And so I made the decision to leave my job and I put in my notice in the middle of January and my last day is today. And I had a lot of peace when I made the decision. I had like no regrets, no feeling of resentment or that I did made the wrong decision. And as I sit here today on my last day recording this episode and just thinking about all of the amazing things I have planned for this business that I have been too burnt out to even get to, which is the ultimate testament that it was my life was lopsided. The where I was spending and investing my time was in the wrong places. And it just goes to show that chasing these things like monies and titles. And I say it all the time, but now I'm actually living, breathing proof of it because I was living parallel lives, to be honest. And it just became so blatantly obvious standing in my face what I needed to do. And I think you get to that point in life where you get sick of your own bullshit, right? I feel like I'd been telling myself that I was going to do this for years, but you come up with all these excuses as to not. And as I look at my babies and I think about the legacy I want to leave behind for them. That was my main motivator to step into this calling because obviously you think about things differently when you can put it in the context of your children and what you would encourage them to do and what you want to model for them. And really understanding that like I've I was waiting for like this point of thinking like I made it in the business to then have this like clear exit of like it's so abundantly obvious financially you know, abundance is just flowing in my business. And it's very obvious for me to step and walk away. And I came to this point of realizing with my personality, in order for that abundance to be had in my life, I need to give it my full abundance of time. And I can't do that with two really demanding jobs, plus being a mom, which is my number one. And so I sit here and I feel at peace with the decision. I feel really excited and 
very optimistic for what the future is. And I tell people this all the time because you have probably something in your life that has been nagging at you, whether it's leaving a relationship that was going to require a lot of courage or it's moving jobs or it's moving states, moving out of the state that you're in, trying something new, getting out of your hometown you've never left and your soul is craving adventure taking that leap of faith on a business idea or investing in a coach to help you get better and get to the root cause of what's been causing you challenges. Whatever it is, you've obviously, there's been something that you've been passively ignoring. And I tell you this through experience, it will not go away. That thing that is nagging at you, it did not go away for me. It just got louder and it became God made it so apparently obvious through a very, very challenging situation that made it so clear this is a door that is closed and you keep trying to knock at it through losing friendships almost, through multiple tears, through questioning my worth and feeling sick in my body and being able to say, I have given zero time to something that I care so passionately about, something that I have such strong conviction that it is my calling and gift from God from going through a life-altering eating disorder of near-death experience to not having a period for six years to then getting pregnant, having two healthy pregnancies. Like, I know all my hardships and my knowledge and education is there now to help inspire and heal other women. And if I didn't give that time, every day I didn't give my business the time and attention that for me means like all day, every day, because I have so many things I want to share, it was only hurting myself, my family, and everyone else that I touch because I was half, I was like a half lit light. So if you have something on your life that God has made it really abundantly and blatantly obvious that it is something you need to pursue, a decision you need to double click into, a door you need to let go of, a door you need to open, I'm just here to remind you and encourage you that there is no perfect time and there is no time in which the circumstances are going to feel stacked in your favor to make that decision. Courage is action despite fear. And I felt so much fear leading up to the moment. And then when I made that decision, it was like, wow, that was just one two-minute conversation. And it was one thing that I've built up in my mind to be this huge monumentous moment for years of like I was envisioning how it was going to go and tears and this and regret. And it ends up being two minutes. And sadly, (laughs) employers are like, okay, here's your backfill plan. Let's move on. You know, like they we're just numbers. So be careful about how much time and validation you put into a company because you're purpose and existence is not found in a company and you have a greater purpose. And I just want to encourage you that if you are feeling scared to step into something and you keep ignoring it or trying to suppress it or say, I'll do it next year and you keep punting it, how is that going, right? It's probably becoming louder or it shows up in a different way. And I promise you, if something has been called onto your life, it won't miss you. So there is no perfect time. There is no person that's going to come and like give you permission to do it. You just have to do it. And that's the reality. So I'm so excited for what's to come with Ditch the Scale and all of 
everything that encompasses digital scale. The Real Raw You is my private health coaching practice. And there's just so much goodness to be had. I can't wait to serve and pour into my clients more. I've got something launching in the next two months that will be a more accessible way to access working with me at a more affordable rate, a more of a low touch environment, but all the education and resources that you need in more of a group coaching form. So stay tuned for that. But I really appreciate all of your love and support for listening to this podcast, letting me know how these shows have been impacting you. Every single one of the reviews I read and I tear up and it was the encouragement and reminder that I needed when I made this big decision that there is so much more uh, healing to be had and women to touch. And so I'm really taking that leap of faith and uh, excited to bring you along on the journey with me. So I'm going to pivot over into a couple of Q&A and then we'll wrap up. So a very common question I get, and I fully understand this because I'm living and breathing this and I have been, I think, on and off the last four years, I've either been pregnant or breastfeeding. um, So I get it. It, and the question is how to gain muscle and lose fat if you're still nursing. And, you know, you should know that there is a very much a bio-individual component to this. And a lot of hormones are involved with breastfeeding that kind of go against your ability to truly lose all of the fat that you might be feeling that you've gained or been unable to lose. And I know a lot of women say like that last five to seven pounds, the body just holds on to until you completely wean. Some women are different. So you have to figure out what works for you. But I know for myself, like specifically in my arms and midsection, and I'll specifically speak to the hormones involved as to why. But for me, I know that my body holds on to a little bit of extra fat until I'm completely done weaning. And that is, unfortunately, there's some things that we can do, but others that it's just your body protecting you and wanting to feed and nourish baby. So it's doing what it's supposed to do. But breastfeeding is very complex and it involves a lot of changes in the mother's body and in terms of hormones and the overall metabolism. There's a lot of different systems in play here. And when we understand the hormonal shifts, it really helps make sense of what's happening from a body composition perspective, such as fat storage and working towards fitness goals like gaining muscle and losing fat. So I'm going to break down some of the key hormones that are involved in breastfeeding and their impact on fat storage, and then leave you with some strategies for body composition management. So the key hormones involved in breastfeeding that impact fat storage, the first one is prolactin. You've probably heard of prolactin. This is the hormone that stimulates milk production. Its levels rise very high during pregnancy, and they will remain high during breastfeeding until you are completely weaned. Uh, Prolactin also has an effect on fat storage as it can promote fat accumulation in some women contributing to the body's energy reserves for milk production. So it's the body's way of saying, hey, we're going to hang on to a little bit of extra fat because we see that you're feeding another child. So that is something that you just can't get around. That is what it is. Everybody's prolactin levels are a little bit different. So I don't know specifically like where you're at in your journey. If you're still really newly postpartum six months or under and you're breastfeeding on demand, if you're more down to like two to three feedings a day, it's going to vary depending on how many feedings you have, but you can't really get around that. Estrogen and progesterone 
also you've probably heard of. There are two major sex hormones, and these levels are extremely low during breastfeeding. So when prolactin is high, estrogen and progesterone are low. And when we have low levels of estrogen and progesterone, it's kind of like perimenopause or menopause, which impacts muscle mass and fat distribution. We know specifically low levels of estrogen in particular are associated with higher bat higher body fat storage. So when there's no estrogen in the body, what happens is the body actually goes and produces more fat cells because estrogen can be made from fat. So it's kind of a really, it's a losing proposition, right? Because low estrogen, the body's saying, oh, we need more estrogen. Inadvertently, a way that we can do that is by making more fat. And so it makes more fat to try and get estrogen from that. And um, a way that you can really combat that is to, when you have low levels of estrogen, you are very, um, you are very sensitive to stress. So managing your stress as best as you can, leaning on a tribe if you have one, focusing on sleep, whatever that means for you, and keeping stress low. So control what you can control, right? Like you can control the type of exercise you do. Don't be going ham at a Barry's boot camp six days a week and thinking that you're going to lose fat. You're not. Um, that is high intensity interval that spikes your cortisol, which when you have low levels of estrogen, your body's going to convert that into fat. That cortisol spike, it's going to spike your blood sugar, which then spikes your insulin and it makes you insulin resistant over time, which contributes to metabolic issues and that insulin gets stored as fat. So it's kind of this never ending cycle of when stress remains high and then you don't have those sex hormones that are a little bit higher to help slough off the stress better, like a cycling female would with higher levels of estrogen, um, you're just that much more set up for fat storage because of the impact that cortisol has on blood sugar, insulin, and fat storage. So really leaning into your low-impact walking, hiking, strength training in the form of zone two, so you're not doing like tons of burpees and things that are getting your heart rate up into zone four, zone five. Um, so walking is like your best friend. If you can aim for eight to th- eight to 10,000 steps a day, amazing over a cumulative three, four little snack size walks. Great. Or you could do one 60 minute walk first thing in the morning, but you just need to know when sex levels are low, it is not the time to introduce more unnecessary stress in your life because you're very sensitive to stress. The last thing I've talked about a lot now is cortisol and that's a stress hormone that's, you know, On top of just being postpartum and having a newborn, which is stressful, a lot of moms put other unnecessary stress to try to bounce back by, you know, innocently going to the gym and, you know, maybe it's their only time of the day and they're doing these high intensity workouts that maybe they used to do, but they're not seeing the results. And it's because of the hormones at play that or lack thereof. And so your body's actually going right into a fat storage mode. Um, and working against you. So the, the, the TLDR, too long, don't read, is work smarter, not harder. Do less. Do less in terms of doing what feels right and good for your body is probably what's right. So walking is, who doesn't love walking? It's accessible to everybody. It's free. No matter where you're at in the world, you can walk. Walking as much as you can, doing some strength training three times a week of heavy weights because when we put on muscle, it makes our body 
be able to utilize glucose more efficiently. And when we are insulin resistant, which means our cells don't respond as well to the insulin because we've been spiking our blood sugar, you know, through sleep deprivation or excess stress or mismatched meals with not blood sugar balancing meals, we become over time insulin resistant, which essentially just means your body is ineffective uh, at utilizing fuel. And so the cells become non-responsive to insulin and then the insulin has nowhere to go. So it goes to your belly and it's called, I call it the cortisol belly. It's like you can see people that are super in shape, but they have fat stored around their midsection and because they live a chronically stressed life, no matter how many abs they do, it's cortisol. So things that you can do to help gain muscle and lose fat, uh, like I said, lots of walking, lots of walking on incline. I love like an 8 to 10% interval walk at like three, three and a half speed, four if you have really long legs for 30 minutes, three times a week. Um, strength training with heavy weights two to three times a week. You could do Pilates in between that as like accessory work. Really focusing on adequate whole foods. Tons of protein is critical for muscle repair and growth. Lots of, you know, 0.8 to 1 gram of protein per body fat, per body pound, excuse me, is what I like to have my clients on. Making sure you've got, you know, blood sugar balancing meals with the fat, fiber, protein, and carbohydrates at every meal. Staying super hydrated is really key for overall, not only milk production, but overall metabolism. And yeah, sleep and stress management. You just can't, all of these other pillars kind of go to to waste if you're not, if your body isn't getting good repair and restorative sleep. And if you're living a crazy stressful life like I was for so many years and trying to mask it, uh, the body knows if it's not feeling safe, you will not be burning fat efficiently. You will be storing it because it's in preservation mode. So that is my tips for you there. Lots of walking, good strength training to put on muscle, have balanced meals, and manage your sleep and stress as best as you can. That is the one question I'm going to get to today. I will do more episodes in the future on other questions that I received on social media, but I want to keep these episodes to 20 minutes or less so that you can consume them in between your busy day and walk away with the key takeaways. So I am so excited for what's to come together on this journey. Thank you so much for listening to the show, and I will see you next time. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to the Real Raw You podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed what you heard today, be sure to check out more episodes and consider subscribing to my weekly newsletter where I share the latest cutting edge research tips and tricks all to help support you on your healing journey. You can sign up in the show notes below to join in on my community so that you can get that exclusive content, discounts on packages, and so much more. And if you're ready to take your healing to the next level, you can learn more about my individual one-on-one health coaching packages at therealrayu.com. And lastly, I would love it if you left a review of the show. I read every single one of them and deeply appreciate all types of feedback as it helps inform the type of content that I create here for you on a weekly basis. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. I hope you have a beautiful day.